You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Hi, Rant Man. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing. I'm having a wonderful time today. Nice, nice. I'll yeah. tell you what, this is, this is one of the more difficult topics of du jour, or du jour that we've had. This is tough. It's really tough. And I was thinking about it, and, you know, uh, my wife always asked me, she's, you know, what's the, what's the topic today? And I told her it was comedy, and she kind of went like, ooh. Yeah. And it's because people are going to be pissed. People are going to be pissed, but I feel like it's so subjective, like to what you find. It's you know we have different differing opinions in terms of like horror, but I feel like comedy is so much worse. You know, I was going to say without tipping our hand completely just yet, I would say the stuff that we have ranked one, two, and three are probably on everybody's list. Yes, and then after that, four could be not on your list. You know what I mean? Like, and, and from there, it's very subjective. There's and there's like a lot of great comedians that I like that didn't even crack our top ten. So there, there's a lot, but we'll get to that, Ryan. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to, we'll get to all of that. Easy, big fella. We'll yeah, get to it. We will get to that. Let's start with the news. This week in the yeah. All right, Ryan. First things first. Let's take a quick look at what is at the box office right now. Sure. Because I've not seen any of these movies, so we're going to play the little game called If All of These Movies Were On At Once, Sitting At Home, and You Could Watch One Of Them, Which One Would It Be? I'll give you three, no, nay, I'll give you four nominees. Sure. Hit me. Creed 2. Okay. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts 2. Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. And Robin Hood. Uh, I'm watching Wreck-It Ralph. Like, hands, like, not even close. Really? So yep. Wreck-It Ralph's killing it. It's got like a high 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Creed 2 was also in the 80s. Fantastic Beast, not so much. Meanwhile, Robin Hood might be one of the worst movies ever made. And I'm not, that's not hyperbole, Ryan. No, it's not. That is the real deal. Let me check, get you the updated score. Oh, it's actually jumped up to 17%. Oh. I had it clocked in at 11 did anyone draft this in the movie draft? I'd say we didn't. We did not. I know for sure uh, we took Creed 2, but we did not take Robin Hood. Which is fine. I'll take Creed 2 at the 82% yeah. and you know, make it second in the box office. We'll take that. Uh, for those of you guys who uh, stuck around long enough for our movie draft, the Mac and Goo movie draft, we are keeping pace. What we thought was a slow time for us, we're well, actually starting to get some steam. Yeah, so that is we, we drafted us, Mac and Goo and the Boxers, all drafted – movies at the very beginning of the year we had like it was like a auction draft and then based on how they do on rotten tomatoes 
critics and audience combined with how much money they make. So it's it's a complicated formula. But basically, you want good movies and and you want movies that make a lot of money. Yes. And so Mac and Goo had Avengers and Black Panther. So they were so out in front of everybody. But but we've had enough sort of chipping away that it's going to be pretty close. I think think we have a good chance. Well, what helps us, too, is that while... Mac and Goo lucked out with those probably the two biggest movies of the year. They yeah. also drafted a commercial. That's correct. And yeah, a Dundee. Netflix movie yeah. and two movies that have been pushed to 2019. That's right. So <laughs> none of those count. That um, should help us. And we were yeah. slow and steady. We were the only, I think we were the only team that picked. Um, and I wasn't physically there, but you had all my picks going in. You know what I wanted. You know what I wanted yes. to do, and you did a great yes. job. Um, yes. So, and what I'm hearing now, Rich, and I sent you the link via text, is that Into the Spider Verse, the early reports oh, out of that, is now it's being regarded as the one of the best Spider-Man movies ever put on film, animated or live action. Ooh. And we so also have that. That's our last. We do. Movie. That's our we last have. movie. So, hopefully, that kills it. Here, I just pulled up the list. Here's real quick the movies that we drafted. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. Venom, Deadpool 2, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Yuck. Creed 2, Sicario 2. Nah, that, was a dump. that was a dump. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Chappaquiddick. Uh, this was the big sleeper sneaky pick. It was Mission Impossible 6. Yeah. That killed it. That crushed. I was wincing when you drafted that from afar, <laughs> and then I was like, crushed. all right, that actually crushed it. Then uh, Halloween, uh, Tomb Raider, Acrimony. That's Tyler Perry's That's Acrimony. Tyler Perry Acrimony. Holmes and Watsons. So that one's still coming out. Yep. Hotel Transylvania 3, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Ocean's <laughs> 8, Rampage, Smallfoot, Super Troopers 2, and Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Can you that was also wow. That was also in order of how much each one cost, too. So those ones at the end, bro, I all got for like a, a buck. Can you believe that this year has been so long? that Super Troopers 2 actually came out this year, as did Black Panther. Those are all 2018 movies. No, that one, no, that really does blow my mind. Because I was thinking in a couple of weeks we're going to do, like, the best, uh, we're going to do the dorkies or whatever we're going to do. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, what were the best movies I saw this year? And obviously Avengers jumps out. But I'm like, oh, yeah, Black Panther was this year. Yeah, that's crazy. does not feel like this year at all. Not at all. So, yeah, we'll have to... We'll have to go all the way back, all the TV shows, all the movies, all the video games, all the comic books from this year. So that'll be a lot of fun. One of the movies that's coming out next year, Ryan, is The Lion King. And they yeah. just had their trailer this week. People seem to love it. I am not one of those people. Why is that? I don't think they need to make it. I think the cartoon was good. And like they're like, oh, this is... This is a live action. Like, pretty sure they don't have trained lions. No, it's pretty not. sure they don't have trained baboons. I'm pretty sure they don't have <laughs> trained all these other creatures. It's not. I, I love the the whole misleading like live action thing. Like, that's not what live action means. It just means no. that it's CGI instead of animation. That's all that means. And so, why? Let me ask you this: Why do you, you being a, a movie studio, why do you remake a movie? Because it's an absolute cash grab. And remember yep. Disney used to do that thing with the vault where, like, after they would sell a VHS tape or a DVD, they would put it in this supposed vault and then yes. you couldn't get it? They had some weird stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, you couldn't buy, like, The Little Mermaid for, like, 15 years. You know, it was yes, this really weird thing. all those tapes that we have, yeah. that my family has, they're probably worth something now. Yeah, yeah, especially if you have that uh, that Little Mermaid cover with the uh, the, Penises. With the, on the, on with, the thing, you know? 
the male uh, reproductive organ. Yeah, we don't like to work blue, but you know that's that's no, that's we try not that to, happened. but yeah. that's just what it is. Are you excited for this Lion King? Mm, I'm excited. Yes and no. Um, mm. I'm excited that my children will be excited, uh, much like why I would see Wreck It Ralph because I love Wreck It Ralph, and uh, right. Um, so, you know, other than that, I'm, I'm just like you know, it's a it's a nice day out for my family, but I'm not like yeah. going crazy for it, you know. People, I mean, it was the the reaction online was like this was the greatest movie of all time. And like, oh. no, this is a this is a remake. It's a remake. This is a remake. Let's not yeah. let's not lose our minds. Right. Like, oh my god, but um, Beyonce's in it. I'm like, all right, great. So Donald Glover's in it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. One thing I am psyched about is that James Earl Jones is reprising his role as Mufasa. <laughs> but that's that was like my example for. How, like, they know it's not going to be better than the cartoon. They were like, we can't top that voice, so let's just bring him back. Let's bring him back. Oh, my God. They're going to Tawny contain him into the sound recording studio. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine he's well. No. (laughs) No. You know? I mean, not a pick of the pod yet. Yet. Here's, here's, well, I don't want to go down this road, but I'm going to ask anyway. Yeah. Well, no, you don't want to make a prediction. Let's do it. Go ahead. Will he be a pick of the pod before the movie comes out? No. Okay, good. I, I agree with you. Let's keep yeah. it positive. Yeah. That would be terrible. Ryan, this is also potentially positive news. Maybe not. But Marvel Sony apparently has two movies set to come out in 2020. Now, they won't tell us which because they're very secretive. But a lot of people believe it's going to be Venom 2, Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. and Morbius with Jared Leto. Other possibilities include Black Cat, Silver Sable, Craven the Hunter, and Silk. See, this is what bothers me, is that you can do have your Venom, have your Morbius, but like Black Cat, Silver Sable, Craven the Hunter, and Silk. Well, Silk I can do without, but yeah. Craven the Hunter, Silver Sable, and Black Cat are all characters I need to see in the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know. Craven the Hunter, like if they're going to keep the making these Tom Holland movies, we need yeah. Craven the Hunter in there. Absolutely. And Silk, and like, so for people who don't know what Silk is, Silk's almost like... A lady Spider-Man almost, yes. right? Okay, ish. I I am yeah ish right. I know that's just like a oversimplified, but yeah. M- Morbius. I'm actually on board for a Morbius movie. You do think, love you do love the vampires. I think vampires could have a comeback. <laughs> aren't the, aren't we kind of sleeping on vampires enough right now that they could they could come back? You know what did a man was Twilight in the Underworld series. I Twilight, think that's what uh, Twilight fucked him. Twilight that, fucked him pretty hard. That burned vampires. You know. That did. Then there was that Vampire Diary show on the CW, which did okay. It did. No, it's those CW shows are pretty popular, but I don't know why. I just don't know why. Maybe it's me. Come on, maybe it's something I'm not good doing. Stuff. You know, Air, dude, Arrow's good this year. I've, I've I've caught up on Arrow again. All right, I'm liking it. All right, Ryan. Last week we mentioned this, and we were like, oh yeah, I think there's going to be a Big Mouth season three, but we missed it somehow. There wasn't an official like Netflix Twitter announcement. So big. They didn't say when, but there is for sure Big Mouth Season 3. Has so that's good news. Has to be. It's the, one of the best shows they have. It's hilarious. Uh, speaking of Netflix, how about this little news? I think we all love Roll Dahl books. Am I right? Oh, yeah, we like do. Like Roll Dahl? Sure. Netflix has come to an agreement here, and they're going to have a Roll Dahl universe. It's going to be animated. But so they're going to have Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, Matilda, The Misfits, BFG. All these guys are going to be, they're going to get like their own either shows or movies, and I think they might overlap, but I am, I am on board. I am on board with that, too. What's a nice little, you know, 
Nice little thing like that. Is the fantastic Mr. Fox going to be in there as well? I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. I, I don't see why not. Uh, we are right now, Ryan, 100 days away as the time that we're recording this. 100 days until Captain Marvel. I'm excited. That gets it going a little bit? I'm make excited. It move? I do, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Gets okay. the temperature up a little bit. I'm actually excited for this movie. <laughs> um, and see how I just, I'm dying to see how they bring her in. I'm dying to see, like, you know, how she fits into this whole thing. As long and the the make or break point is going to be how do they explain how they didn't call her sooner? And it's got to be, uh, it has to be. It, I keep going back to like the quantum realm. Like it has to have something to do mm. with that, and that like somehow Scott Lang like finds her or finds somebody or Doctor Strange like in that in the quantum realm. And yeah, they, they bust out. I don't know. Or she's going to be like, you can't. You can't contact me for 22 years. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the thing. Like, don't call okay. me unless you need me. You know, something. I know, but they needed her. They needed her a couple they of times a long time over. ago. Yeah. It's like I always watching Power Rangers as a kid. You know, I was like, well, why do they wait to like form up into that big robot? Yeah. Like, why don't they just do they that just, from the start and step on the thing? They could kick ass right now. Yeah. Let's like, just, what are you waiting yeah, for? No, I know. Uh, and speaking of. Marvel and the MCU, there is some scuttlebutt out there on the internet streets, Ryan, that we could get an yeah. Avengers 4 trailer at some point, maybe even while you're listening to this right now. There could yeah. be an Avengers 4 trailer out there. So, we, of course, will tweet it out. We will comment on it. And you know what? If there, Here's my promise to you. If there is an Avengers 4 trailer between now and next week, next week's episode will be entirely devoted to the trailer. Just a frame-by-frame breakdown, like a Zapruder Correct. film. Of this yes. of this trailer, and I was tipped off by my boy the fridge, who uh, All right. formerly of the Good Brothers podcast. He was like, "Hey, did you read Uh-oh. this?" And he said, "Oh yeah." What happened there? Uh, I probably he got a little lippy on the air, said some bad words, and the sponsors that they had didn't didn't like them. <laughs> is that so right? That's, no, is that that's right. That is this right? Yeah, he said some <laughs> things, and uh, he got his one sponsor pulled. So, oh no! And it was a t- I believe it was like a ticket agency that specialized in like independent wrestling circuits oh boy so like well you know what we gotta butter. do well we gotta hook him up with uh rossi and they can get some wrestling stuff going together uh, he would he would lose his mind lose his That's mind what we need to do yep <laughs> he's got a little lippy what he's just using some bad words you know he, he has okay. strong feel he's a he's a per- person whose passion bubbles very closely to the surface it's like so. swear words oh yeah swear words. Swear-, swear words okay I was going to say, because I know him not to, uh, you know, toe the racial or ethnic lines. That's not what he would do. No, 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 no. He didn't do that. No. It was just swear words. That's ridiculous. But yeah, anyways. whatever. All right. So anyway, Avengers 4. Hope Actually, that'd be great. That would give us something to talk about next week. And so hopefully there will be a uh, trailer coming up. Uh, that's all the news that I got, Ryan. Let's get to your news. It's time for Davey's video game Even if it takes more than a minute. What do you have? Well, I don't have too much news. Um, the big news, obviously, is that uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 online servers are actually live as we speak for those who bought the Ultimate Edition. For us regular folk who don't have like $120 to spend on a single video game, uh, it'll, be due, it'll be out tomorrow. So, mm. uh, And there's some really good things that are coming with this. Um, uh, you can have a permanent camp. You can have a permanent posse. Uh, where people can, you know, like in the game where you can, like, pool your money? Yeah. Like, the posse can, like, pool their money. And you can, like, have a camp, like, somewhere on the map. 
Let me ask is, you this. Yeah. Do you know what the answer is as far as your character? Because, like, right now everybody just plays as that dude, Arthur Morgan. Oh, I think it's going to be, like, five, where, like, Grand Theft Auto Five, where you um, you create the character before you step into the game. Awesome. So, awesome. and I'm sure you'll have, you'll start with some very base stuff, but then as you go, you can unlock some stuff, and the more money you get, the better stuff you get. You know, that, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and from what I'm told, there is a co-op... Um, story mode that kind of goes with online like there's like quests and stuff you can do as a group which sounds really fun and it sounds like something we uh you and i should uh i like to think so explore and have i think it's like one to four players for those and um you can have like as many people as you want your posse so we could have a dork Uh, posse going on can we call it the insane clown posse oh i don't know about that how about just like the well-mannered no, how about well? How about you sleep on it? I'll you don't sleep have to on answer it. right now. I'll sleep you don't on have to it. answer me right now, but it's something yeah. to think about. I will sleep on it. I, it would be interesting to see too if you don't have to be like a like a, a cowboy. I would love to be maybe like a native, or maybe oh yeah, and you, you could know. be Shaggy Too Dope, and I could be Violent J. <laughs> okay, okay, and then we'll just go. We'll, just, we'll just go, go around. We'll just play jazz, and then what it. we'll do is we'll recruit, and everybody that's a part of our posse are then Juggalos, and we'll just go all around. All around town. We used to, so we need some sort of cool initiation. But we used to do in Grand Theft Auto Five. I was in like a gang, and uh, <laughs> in in Grand Theft Auto Five, we call ourselves the White Collar Ballers, and we had like yeah. a, you know, so we had like our high rise and everything. And sure. what we would do is we would get up to like four stars, big. Like, all right, this is your initiation, and then we would get up to like four stars, and we'd pull over and be like, tell the guy like, all right, go rob this convenience store, and then we would just leave him. I love it. And then you'd be like, all right, if you find your way back, you're in the gang. If you don't, you're out. <laughs> I love it. If you get back without getting killed, you're you're in. I think we do this. You we will drop somebody off at a farm, and because you know how like there's always like people picking farm. Yeah, yeah. And you have to kill as many people with a knife as possible. Because <laughs> that's the only way I that play the game. Gruesome. Oh, that is gruesome. I yeah no I'm a, I'm a real degenerate sicko when I play that game. Yeah. But so there I had a real problem because. I never thought I was going to get attached to my horse. Oh. And everybody's like, oh, like you fall in love with your horse. You fall in love with your horse. So I have my horse. And it's really like I haven't changed. Like I've gotten horses, but I usually yeah, right. just like stable them and I keep the one. Which horse? And so I have, I have Bojack. He's like one of the first horses. Oh, not the first horse. Yeah. Maybe the second horse that I got. It's a great I, name. was Bojack. And I've been riding around with him, riding around with him. And I do the thing where, you know, I just get off my horse and I just kill everybody on the street. And I, sure. or I kill whoever. And so this time... This was so bad, and this was so my fault because I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I killed like three guys, and then another guy's shooting at me, and he runs behind Bojack, and I shot Bojack in the head. <laughs> go, it was oh, the worst. Tug. I go, no, I go, I did this. <laughs> I go, Bojack, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Like blood is pouring out of his head. I'm like, revive him, revive him. <laughs> like, um, where's his remedy? I'm like, drink this horse medicine. Bojack, drink the horse medicine. <laughs> You're going to be okay. Bojack. So, and then he's, so I do no, know. So then what, what, what happens is this. So then, sorry, let me just quickly finish. So I kill everybody in the area. I'm crying over the horse. There's, there's so much blood at this point. He's, so he's, much blood. <laughs> he's clearly dead. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, maybe the game didn't save. So I just dropped a Molotov cocktail and jumped on it. And then so I die immediately. <laughs> I wake up and I whistle for my horse and some bullshit imposter oh. horse comes through. <laughs> some Tennessee walker comes clippity clappity by. And I was like, what the fuck are you? Where's Bojack? 
I love how you threw yourself on a funeral pyre like a Greek tragedy to save your horse. There was so much blood. And, like, and then the words was like a part of me. At first, I was like, did I shoot? I'm like, I shot their horse, right? And I'm like, no, that's Bojack. <laughs> you, wrote, you saunter over to him, feel it all big. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Trying to put the blood back in him. <laughs> no, Bojack, no. So I will tell you that in online mode, you can buy horse insurance. <laughs> so I wish that, I took out some. So that I wish won't I happen. Did. Yeah. These assholes aren't the same. And then how do you change the name of your horse? You have to go to a stable and do it. That's what I figured because I yeah. did it the first time because then I got this stupid idiot horse now. <laughs> he stinks and he's like not fast like Bojack was. It's like the he horse that Peter come. Griffin brought home, the, like the, <laughs> the dumb horse that he brought home. <laughs> it is. It's just like him. Like I uh, hate him and it's not his fault. I just hate him. I'm like, you're not Bojack. All right, the David video game minute is officially over. By the way, okay, that was a good one. <laughs> that, this was, week. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was no, 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 <laughs> no, Bojack. Because <laughs> uh, that poor bastard, he made it through a couple of tough times. Like I've had to revive him a couple of times, and I was like, I got really nervous, but then he lived, and I was like, okay, all right, okay. all right, a couple of close calls. Man, all right, Ryan, should we get to our topic du jour? I don't think so. I think we stick with Bojack. But what's that again? <laughs> Should we just end it? We'll the, just ballad, end it. the ballad of Bojack. The ballad of Bojack Horseman. Horse horse. No, it's uh, horse horse. Horse horse. Yeah, horse, <laughs> Bojack horse horse. Well, now I'm going to just do a line of like Bojack 2, Bojack 3, oh, Bojack yeah. 4. That's, just, that's what's happening now. But All right, here we go. This is uh, top 10 stand-up specials. So there is a difference. This isn't just who are your 10 favorite comedians. Right. Because I think that would certainly be a different list. Oh, that's right? a completely like this, different list. Completely yeah. different list. This is like the stand-up specials that I saw, I've seen, that um, yes. changed, changed me in some way. Yes. These are the ones that I love. These are the ones that I would recommend to people. And so rather than each coming up with our own 10, uh, we, or no, that's what we did, but then we smashed them together, so we're going to present to you one group of 10. I think we had like six or seven overlaps, though, so sur- yeah. I don't know if that's surprising or not surprising, but... Um, Either way, I will start with number 10. And let me ask you this. Should I cheat and give you a tied for 10, or is that already cheap to start? No, let's do tied for 10. Okay. Tied for 10. Uh, two that were on my list, they missed out on Davey's list, but these two were Zach Galifianakis, Live at the Purple Onion, mm-hmm. and Bill Burr, Let It Go. If I think being a Boston-based podcast, if we do not mention Bill Burr, we would be like absolutely crucified. And so he's an example of if you just, if you just told me to give you like the ten best stand up comedians, Bill Burr's on mine, no question. Yes. But then when we're going through it, I'm like, oh well, I really want to have this on there, and then like Davy's list, and I was looking at, him, I'm like, all right, we got to have this guy, we got to have this special, we got to have this. And Bill Burr has a bunch of good ones to choose from. Let it go, I think is my favorite, but I didn't rewatch them all this week, so there might be another one that's better. But that was the one I think he did in like 2010. Just yeah. hilarious. Like, just his whole presence is hysterical. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of those, like, angry comics, which is nice. Um, that just, yeah. like, Boston guy. Like, I grew up with that guy, you know, and, like, I, that's, like, my dad. You know what I mean? I was going to say, we all know a guy. Some of them are in our family. Or yeah. Some of them you know very well. Like, that's just how they talk. They talk that fast. They just bust balls and they just rip through it. Self-deprecating, but also just they're going to shit on you with the best of them. And I think. Hilarious. The, yeah, and the only knock I would have against with Bill Burr is, like you said, like, he has, like, five or six good 
comedy specials, Mm -hmm. but none of them are like wire to wire hilarious. You know, he kind of loses me in spots and, you know, like Mm -hmm. the yelling gets a little too much at times. I was going to say, and sometimes, actually with a lot of comedians, I feel like, is sometimes they might rely too much on like certain like voices or like characters when that's not really their thing. Like to me, Bill Burr, just even himself, like just his voice alone, just going through that. Like I like his his girl voice is kind of funny, but sometimes if he relies on it too much, I'm like, just stick with, you know, just just scream at me a little bit. Yeah, like, go ahead. Like, just just yeah. do that. No, and like Meanwhile, you said, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead on Burks. I'm gonna I'll talk about Galfinakis. Like, like I said, I just um shameless oh, no, uh sorry, let it go was his um is probably his best the best of his comedy I think so. specials. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Galfinakis is, is very different. I think everybody certainly knows him from The Hangover and all these other movies. So this came out before The Hangover. And this one, it's, it's kind of cheating in a way because the, if you watch the special, it also splices in like an interview that's being done with uh, Zach's, quote, twin brother, Seth, which right. is really one of the characters that he plays in Baskets. Yes. And so it's, this, it's the guy, I forget his name, but he plays the lawyer on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That guy (laughs) interviews Seth about Zach. And so they just like splice that back and forth. And then like Zach's in one of these like smaller kind of like comedy clubs. And he's like playing the piano for some of it. It's super dry. Like he does like he does crowd work. Then he's like just just these little like one liners. Like I remember one of the one liners like just out of nowhere. He's like, I saw Miss Congeniality, too. Wasn't as good as I thought it would be. <laughs> You're just like, like, no shit. But it's just, it's, this one, I would admit, is not for everybody. But if you, like, if you like Baskets or like part of Baskets, I think Baskets is like too depressing. But like, it if has you, got too depressing. The first two seasons of Baskets were awesome. Were great. And even, you can even see some of this character in uh, the, the character Alan in The Hangover. Like, yes. you can sort of see, like, that's what they wanted, like, when they got Galifianakis. And so he is, he, I just really wanted to include that. Whereas if you were like 10 best stand-up comics, he's probably getting bumped out for some of the guys that I'll talk about in honorable mention. But if like for just specials, that's the difference. That's why I have him in there. And it, like you said, this is a really good one. It might be cheating a bit because he has like some of the set pieces. And it wasn't Uncle Jack. It was the other lawyer, like the good lawyer. Remember? That's what I mean. No, so, yeah, yeah. No, it I wasn't said Uncle Jack. Jack. It was, it wasn't, I remember oh, you now. Did. Yeah, no, um, the other guy. Yeah, and it starts out, I think he says something along the lines of like, people are clapping for him and he comes out on stage and he says something like, be quiet. I'm very interesting. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's like, that's how the show starts. And it's just so offbeat and so different from anything else on this list that it's definitely worth watching. He's doing a thing where he's just playing the piano and he's like looking at the camera weird. And he goes, I wish I had the balls to do this for a whole hour. Like just, <laughs> just stare at the camera yeah. and not do anything. And he's like, he's talking like he's the audience. He's like, Hey, so how was Zach? Like, Oh, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty good at first, but you know, he just kind of, and then he does a whole closing number where he has like a kid choir singing and yeah. he's just standing there and he has all these jokes or all these like words written on like these, this giant notepad and he's just like ripping them off and they're like, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's good. So, it's definitely worth a watch. I like that one. All right, you got number nine. I got number nine. So number nine, again, one of our, it's going to be a controversial one and this is going to be one that people, but not taking into account current events. Um, <laughs> Louis C.K. Shameless. Um, mm-hmm. was one of the comedy specials. I, I had been pretty down on comedy for some time. I think this came out in like 2010, I think. 2007, no, I'm just looking at it, 2007. So this came out in Seven. 2007. Seven, oh, wow, okay. Yep. Um, so we're coming off, and in my, like we're coming off, Dane Cook is very hot at this point. Yep. Um, 
And it's very like in your face comedy. It's very like, you know, I was listening to uh, a lot of like Jim Norton, which is kind of like gross out humor and, mm-hmm. you know, Dane Cook, which is, you know, very upbeat, very energetic. A lot of energy. Yeah. And then one of my buddies like recommended, you, you got to see this. You got to see this. And it started me getting back into stand up comedy again in this this Louis C.K. special Shameless, which um, probably one of his better uh absolutely seamless and just deadpan self-deprecating humor, which as I get older, I find more funny because it's, it's easier as you get older to kind of poke fun at yourself. And I've watched this again recently um, to get ready for this podcast. And he talks a lot about like being a dad and like how his kids are assholes. And like, I, I get it now. I didn't get it Mm -hmm. then, but I get it now. So it's like little things like that. This is one you can kind of revisit and kind of pick jokes out. Um, Or maybe you don't want anything to do with Louis C.K., and I get that. So maybe skip this one, but, you know. No, I know it's a weird one. Like, it definitely should be included. Like, he is one of the great stand-up comedians. Like, I I think he's a creep. Like, I know, again, like, what he did isn't on the level of, like, what Harvey Weinstein did, but it's still, like, come on, man. It's not great. Like, it's just, it's not great at all. It's not great. But just that, yeah, that special on its own was was pretty good. Yeah. And it's funny that you say back in 2007, you know, Dane Cook was really hot. And, you know, you had, you had seen him. You hadn't seen Louis C.K., but you may have seen some of Louis C.K.'s bits. Oh, yeah. There you go. You may and have so, read some and of his bits. And, and then so we can get into that coming up a little bit, sort of where, where that stands and everything else with, with Dane Cook. But, uh, no, Louis C.K. definitely – Probably should be on this list. So he's there at number nine. Number eight, I'm going with Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room, which came out in 2011. And sadly, like just months before he passed away. Has he been gone that long? He's been dead that long? Yeah. Yeah. And if you watch it recently, it's crazy like how he's talking about like how he's going to die soon, like basically in the thing. You know, like a, like a guy that size, like he's like, he's just like admitting to what's going on. Yeah. But he is, he seems to me like on this list, he would probably be the coolest guy to hang out with and like the most fun to hang out with. Right. Like I think you know, a lot of these comedians, like I'm looking down the list and a lot of these guys have their demons. Um, I think, yeah, they, I mean, they all do. That's like one thing they have in common. Is that like, yeah, they're just like really, really uh, off putting in real life. But I think. Listening to Patrice O'Neill and like the old Opie and Anthony's and stuff, like he was just one of the funniest people. Well, it's crazy. Like when when he died, guys like Louis C.K., like Bill Burr, like Dane Cook, like Jim Norton, they pretty much all to a man came out and were like, he was the funniest guy. They're like oh, yeah. we like we would all hang out all the time and like we would all do sets together and we would all do this and like he was the best comedian, I, which I, is crazy. I, like I he didn't it. have the su- he didn't have the success as those other guys. But that is – talk about a uh, – if you want to go down a rabbit hole, you mentioned the Opie and Anthony interviews with Patrice because yeah. Patrice wouldn't – he'd just be like a third host a lot of times. Right. So he'd be on for full shows and hilarious. There's one I recommend. He's on with uh, Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen, <laughs> who's in character as Borat the whole time. Yeah. And Patrice is on. Also, the last interview that Patrice O'Neill ever did was on the Jay Moore podcast, More Stories. Yep. I don't know if it's available. Like, I don't know if every one of his episodes are available, but if you can find that somewhere, that was pretty good. And it's kind of like sad to listen to because he was basically coming to grips with it. He's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to start like trying more. Like, I just, he turns down a lot of stuff 
like Patrice has talked about it on the air. Like this is the only reason I know about it. You've heard these interviews and he's talked about how, you know, like he was on a handful of episodes of the office. Right. But then he was just like, you know, he was just like, you know, I got BJ Novak telling me what to do. He's like, no, no, thanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, but dude, that that's the number one comedy like on NBC at like yeah. eight o'clock. Like, just do it, just do the show, and like, it'll help you sell tickets. It'll help you do this. It'll help you get into movies. But he was just like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And I was listening to it was Opie and Anthony with Patrice, and they were interviewing Dane Cook, and Dane made a joke. He's like, oh, it must be nice to be Patrice. Just have no goals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's that's what always struck me about Patrice O'Neill and listening to those uh, those stories and listening to like people talk about him it was just like how cool he was. Yes, like he just didn't care. And like, there's an awesome story in Jim Norton's book Happy Endings where they him and uh, him and Patrice go to Brazil, and they and Patrice has a very specific nickname that I can't say on this podcast because it's a family podcast, but um, <laughs> it's a it's an unbelievable story. How he travels, what he travels with is will blow your mind. I'll tell you off air. He's the he seems like the man, and just like how cool he looks in like the leather jacket with oh, that yeah. hat during his yeah. special. Like he's just the man, and he's another one that does like he talks to people in the crowd is pretty funny, but it's just that's that's as good of a special as there is. And it's also funny our list early: Bill Burr, Louis C.K., Patrice O'Neill, all from the Boston area, right? <laughs> Which is maybe no surprise. So Patrice. I was looking this up. So he went to West Roxbury, and I think he got recruited to play football at Northeastern, but then ultimately wanted to do, like, um, I don't know if it was theater, but just sort of like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, and then he got into stand-up comedy from there. You know, I was just thinking about him being on The Office. Like, he he played opposite, like, Craig Robinson. When Craig Robinson, Daryl from The Office, who was, like, yeah, no, they were, nobody at the time, and then Craig Robinson, like, blew up. Yeah, he, he took, right. Patrice could have done that. He could have. Because they were, like, yeah, yeah, they would work in the warehouse together. Yeah. And I remember Patrice probably only had a handful of lines in the office, but he was funny. Like you, re- you remember him, and you're like, "Oh, he was good." His name, and like, yeah, his name, his character's I, name was Lonnie. Lonnie, mm-hmm. that's a good trivia question. That's I don't know if a lot of people would get that one. Yep. He, I man, like he's one of those guys that you're like, if he was still around now, I bet he would have had two or three more. Like Netflix would have gotten him. He would have had at least two more specials on Netflix. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And he would have been great. So, I think that entire. Elephant in the Room is on YouTube. If you guys haven't seen it, I yes. would really recommend that. So that number eight is Patrice O'Neill. Uh, number seven, um, a comedy legend, uh, George Carlin at USC. Uh, I think it was like an evening with George Carlin at USC or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out in the late 70s. Uh, my father actually had this on record. There was a record recording of this that I own. Um, that I'll still nice. listen to from time to time. And what made this, obviously George Carlin coming out in the 60s where you had, you know, uh, basically if you were going to be a success, successful comedian, you would go on The Tonight Show or you go on The Late Show or whatever. Um, and he did that and then kind of broke out. Uh, Lenny Bruce was a big hero of his, this kind of like new style, like, you know, hard-nosed, angry comedian um, so George Carlin comes out of the 60s and, you know, the late 70s, he does this thing live at USC um, where he does the whole bit about the seven words you can't say on TV. Yeah, it's like one of the most famous stand-up bits of all time, it, probably. It's one of the most famous stand-up bits of all time. Uh, the set itself is incredible. I used to, like, like pretend to be listening to something else with headphones when my parents were around and be, like, listening to this. And this is the first mm-hmm. time I heard, like, the C word uh, used. And there's a there's <laughs> right. like a... 
when you see the taping of it and half of all like watching comedy is like watching people do it because if you just listen to the recording it's like whatever there's a warning before he goes into like the seven dirty words about like there's really profane language coming up like if you yeah shut it off now if you don't want to watch it that kind of thing um (laughs) and i have a soft spot in my heart one of the the first live comedy act i ever saw was actually george carlin at Songus, uh, no, at the uh, the Wang Theater in Lowell, Mass. My dad took me. I think I was oh, way nice. too young. I was like eleven or twelve. Um, oh, that's awesome! And he called. He was talking about women in his set, and he s- called this woman that he ran into at a store a superficial effing C, and <laughs> and like I'm not kidding. Like six women like got up and left. Oh my god! And as they were leaving. The Wang, he said, where are you going, you FNCs? <laughs> and I was like, my 12-year-old, like 11-year-old mind was just absolutely oh my blown. God. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And not only was I like, I thought there That's was going to be like a fight, but everyone started laughing. Oh, it's amazing. And it was like that kind of thing, just to be able to like push it like that. And obviously, that's not very good language, but just great comedy. Oh my god, that is so funny! I forget who I heard. Somebody had a similar experience. I don't know if it might have been Bill Burr, but it was some some comedian was on another comedian's podcast that I was listening to, and they were asking him like your introduction into comedy, and they were like, "Yeah, like I was super young. My dad took me to see George Carlin. Really? <laughs> like, and yeah, so I swear to God, I got. I'll try to find out who it was. It yeah. might have been Burr. Yeah, that was, was my, like, that was my yeah. intro to comedy, the Wang Theater in Lowell, Mass, with my dad. Well, if you think about my it, dad. Just about every good comic when they're like, well, of a certain age, like the guys that are older than like the guys that are in their like 40s, early 50s now that we've been watching for a long time. If you're like, who, who inspired you? It's all Carlin Pryor. Oh, yeah. Kennison. Like it's it's all like that group every single time. It's pretty Mm -hmm. funny. All right, Ryan, number six. This one I understand is going to be controversial. I know it is very easy to hate this guy or to claim that he's not funny, but I reject those claims. Number six is Dane Cook, and I'm going to go with his stuff. You could really go The Harmful If Swallowed, his first album, I thought was great, but I think Retaliation was a little bit better. And you have to, you know, there's a time where we thought Creed was a good band. There's a time where we, you know, people were really into that stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that Dane Cook is the Creed of stand-up He's comedy. He's not Creed. That's He's too not much Creed. of a slap. Come That's on. not what I'm saying, but he could be the corn of stand-up comedy. <laughs> Where? So he gets a bad rap for a lot of reasons. He does. Like a lot of yeah. other comedians hate him. I do think there is a sense of jealousy. I know a lot of them would say no. But Dane Cook's not just a stand-up comic. He also became, I don't know if stars, right? But he got he made a lot of money in movies. He did. And not a lot of these other guys have done that. He's also selling out the garden. He's going around. He's got these crazy tours. So one of the reasons why they don't like him, I guess he's kind of a, I guess he can be a prick, whatever. I don't know him. I don't care about that. The one thing I would care about, which is shitty, would be if he stole stuff, right? Like that's one of the main things here with Dane Cook, specifically Louis C.K. And then I think Joe Rogan also accused him of stealing one of his bits. So my thoughts, my thoughts are if he knowingly did it, that's obviously bullshit and that sucks. I do think if you see a ton of stand-up comedy, like if say you're a stand-up comic and you're trying to get better, you're going to the comedy cellar or the comedy store or the laugh factory, you're going every day. You're trying to you're trying to get on stage, and when you're not, you're sitting there listening. And then when you go home to write stuff, 
I don't know how you can't sort of be influenced. Like you might think it's your idea, right? Am I, maybe I'm just making excuses no. for a guy that I think is funny, but like, I don't know how that can't happen. No. And like you, I mean, think of it from like, like a songwriting perspective. I mean, if you, you're writing a song, I mean, there's a combinations of words that just sound good together. There's chords that just sound good together. I mean, there has to be like, we, we call it music theory, but there has to be like a comedy theory as well. And mm-hmm. like you said, you, you get your ideas from, I mean, this is, this is coming from me. Someone asked me to do stand-up one time, and I was like, absolutely not, because I think it's the hardest thing to do in the world. I think it would be the hardest thing to do in the world. Like to be funny in like a group of people, just you. Because um, like other things, like I'm not saying, uh, trust me, I'm not saying like other jobs aren't hard. They are. But I feel like if you dedicate enough time to it, you could probably do it. Like if you just spend your entire time, like I went to a lot of school and did this, okay. But like you can't really learn to do this and i feel like people who do that like that's not gonna work either like nope. if you're like i'm gonna study how to be funny like nope you're you're already missing you're it not. you're not you're not you're not gonna you're not this, gonna do it look it's fucking borat remember they had the humor coach remember how unfunny that guy was yeah he was doing not jokes yeah not jokes yeah <laughs> <laughs> like so but like there are parts of dane cook's bits especially in retaliation that are legitimately funny now i, I think he's hilarious I, i've seen him he's the only one on this list that i've seen multiple times and i thought he was i think he's great but like good energy i mean i like him and kevin hart are kind of cut from the same cloth and just like the amount of yeah. energy they bring to the stage and kevin hart is someone who uh spoiler um not on the list um, no, he's not. But a very good comedian. There, there are some incredible bits that he does. Um, but there, there are just people better. And uh, like Dane Cook, I don't know if Dane Cook's better than Kevin Hart, but I would say that Retaliation is something I listened to back in the day and laughed a lot. A lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have all of his CDs. I got his DVDs. Like, I, I was a huge fan. And if you want to say, like, to the point where there's too much of them, whatever, the, the joke-stealing thing, I will say this for the Dane Cook haters – um, and I remember a few years ago, Toucher and Rich did a whole thing about worst comic. I think like for their like dork madness, yeah, whatever yeah. they call theirs, they did worst comedian and he finished first. And I was just like, there's no fucking way. There's no way. There's, I mean, there's no, no way. way he's the worst comedian. Like he might be a dick. Make, I, again, for people who know him, maybe he's a dickhead. But this is what I will say. Patrice O'Neill is maybe the most liked. We just went through talking about him. Mm-hmm. Maybe the most liked. He grew up in the comedy game with Dane Cook and defended Dane. Till the day he died, he would defend Dane and he would say, you guys shit on Dane. Like Dane Cook went on Mark Maron's podcast and Mark Maron was like shitting on him and like, like Mark Maron hated him. Like forget Mark Maron. Like I know uh, Ron freaking White from the, uh, the Rednecks. Yeah, like, yeah. He thinks Dane Cook's not funny. Like he can fuck like, right off. Funny. Yeah, same with like Larry uh, the Cable Guy. Like screw yeah, that guy. You don't like Dane Cook? Good. Piss off. Um, now Nick DiPaolo doesn't like him and I do like Nick DiPaolo. So like that Nick one kind of hurts to hear. But a lot of these other guys, like even Jim Norton I've heard, you know, overall defend Dane Cook. So that's kind of good like there's enough good guys it seems like that are yeah. okay with him and like louis ck even had him come on a show you remember i was just about he to like, talk about that and yeah, that was the it was the best scene i've ever seen in louis like in the show yeah, where he actually great. he was shitting on dane cook and then he was like he had to ask him for tickets to something it was hilarious yeah and like didn't his kid want to see him his or kid something wanted to see something yeah. and he said oh i can like <laughs> Something with like their manager like had to go through Dane to like get the tickets, and so Dane oh, so and it was just he them. played himself and he did it was like it was yeah. pretty real I think and it was just them sitting across from each other and like the most awkward conversation. 
Because, like, Louis, you know, you could see him, like, talking a big game, like, to somebody. And then as soon as he gets face-to-face with somebody, like, completely backing down. Yeah. Oh, it was great. And it was – this is exactly what he did, like, in the show. A lot of and awkward it was silences yep. in there. It was, it was really good. The other thing that I've heard, like, as a criticism to Dane is, like, all these comedians that they are also, like – they're all, like, fractured people. And they're all, like, depressed and stuff. And how his – he doesn't talk about anything that's, like, serious. And it's like, that's fine. Like, you don't all have to be like that. Like no. – I'm sorry some of you are depressed and want to kill yourselves. Dane, maybe he does, but he's not going to bring it on stage, you know? And he, if he's going to pour water on his head and pretend to be a predator, I'm going to laugh because I think it's funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, I think, I think his stuff is good, and so it's that's just why like, he's on the list. Yeah, it's six. just like an absolute machine gun of a comedian. Just, like, never stops, you know? So I, Oh, it's great. Um, number five, and I, this is one. We're starting to get into the territory where you and I wholeheartedly agree that these should be on the list. Oh my um, god, this one this one's amazing. And this, this one, one could be higher. This one should be higher, but I have a reason why it's not on my list. Uh and that okay. is the original Kings of Comedy special with Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, DL Hughley, and Bernie Mac. I think this came Pick out when pod. we were in high school. Oh my um, god, we had the DVD. We, we this was on the out of the five DVDs that we watched the most, I would say Spinal Tap, Basketball, Original Kings of Comedy. Mmm. Maybe another rotation. With Maybe a some, of some action, the Matrix or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the reason that this is five on our list, and I will say this, this might be, I thought D.L. Hughley's set sucked in this it's show. The wor- it's clearly fourth. Yeah, yeah. Clearly fourth. Yeah. And I thought it, there was like, you can even tell in the audience, like he's not getting the pops that like other people are. No, he's not. Those other three guys are legends. Like oh. he, he's not for me. He, um... This is also kind of, like kind of cheating a little bit. Like I guess it counts because we're stand up specials, but everybody else it's a one man bit. Like yeah. this is four guys. So to me, it's either Cedric the Entertainer. Well, actually, all three of them are. How would you rank it? I would say Cedric's Cedric's the whole thing is awesome. Um, I think it might be the best on there. I, I thought Steve Harvey, while he doesn't do, he's like the MC of the whole thing. So it's not like he has. He comes out back and forth. Like four times, yeah. Um, yeah. But his interaction with that guy Boogie, I don't think oh I've laughed God. as hard when he looked at the guy and he said, <laughs> "He said, what do you do for work?" And he said, "Computer school." And he goes, "There's nothing about the guy's name is Boogie." And he goes, "There's Boogie. nothing about you that says computer or school." I oh would cry laughing. Oh I thought that God. was the funniest thing. Um, that was amazing. I that was so good. The whole Cedric the Entertainer thing when he's talking about the guy fixing your car with the cigarette in his mouth. Amazing. (laughs) Um, And uh, Bernie Bernie Mac Mac is awesome. But half of Bernie Mac, like you can't understand him. No, but he just gets on a roll. He just gets going. And when he's talking about the kids, uh, oh, my God, with the kids. (laughs) Milk and cookies. I'm getting some milk and cookies. Oh, my God. So funny. And he said, he's like dead serious. He's like, you should be able to punch a kid in the throat or the chest. (laughs) Uh, Throat of the stomach. Oh, I get some milk and cookies. Him downstairs. Him downstairs. (laughs) He's talking about me in my house. Uh, Him downstairs. Just brilliant. But like the whole thing with like Cedric the Entertainer and like golf. Like borrowing the golf cart to go to the store. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god or when he's like, doing that uh, whole thing when he's got like the music hooked up to him too and he's like he's talking about like driving the uh deuce and a quarter 
The what? The deuce and a quarter. Oh, the deuce and a quarter one is good too. Yeah. Oh my god! Turning the music down so you can back up. Yes, um, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good shit. No, and that's it just like it's just. I mean, there's nothing else you can say if you haven't seen them. It's a stand-up special. It's four guys, but just wire to oh, wire I funny. Love it. Except for DL Hughley, hit the we hit like the chapter skip, skip button. Skip it. I've probably only seen DL Hughley's bit like twice. I've seen everybody else's like uh, twenty. It's not like that, that good. Yeah. Awesome. All right, number four, and again, this is this one I really liked, but again, like this could easily be ranked tenth, and you could flip them around or whatever. But I got at number four, I got John Mulaney. I'm going with New in Town. I think you could also go with the Comeback Kid, both mm-hmm. of which are better than the more recent Kid Gorgeous, which is worth watching. But the, the other two are better. So New in Town is hilarious. He's only like 28, I think, when he's doing this one. Um, he is. One of those guys that when he comes out on stage, I was not prepared for how funny he was going to be. No, he, he looks like this, like, he's a, he looks like a nerd. Um, talks about his parents a lot in this one. He does the Home Alone thing about Home Alone, Lost in New York. He's yes. like, the streets are numbered. <laughs> how can you be lost in New York? What a stupid title. Yeah, uh, he's just a really funny guy um, who's now... I would say he's always been funny, but is now hitting that stride with Big Mouth and with Kid Gorgeous was mm-hmm. super, super successful. And people loved Kid Gorgeous. Um, I thought the whole thing, the Street Smarts with Bitten Binder. Oh, that my whole God. Thing, Street Smarts was great. Uh, in the, last one. the only part I didn't laugh about in that comedy special was when he's talking about college. And it was a little too real when he's talking about yeah. college being the single worst financial decision he's made in his life. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. I you know, paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for <laughs> majoring in a language I already speak. And, but he's like, if you had like, oh, it's I don't want to get into the whole bit because I'll ruin it. But like that, that's just like super funny and and clever. I, I would say no, it's, it's very clever, and like yeah. you can tell that this guy was a writer on like a bunch of like on SNL and like on other sitcoms. Like you, you can tell, but he also has a stage presence about him. Like he's not that big of a guy, but he like. He's got like a really loud, kind of like commanding voice. Yeah, like very clear. Like you know what I mean. He's good stage presence. And one of the and one of the things we haven't really talked about with anybody else, but all of the people we've mentioned is are brilliant with this. But I feel like Mulaney, it's more on display for me when he does stand up. Is the timing, the pacing of the jokes, and the timing of the jokes, and how it's worded. Because if you talk to like any comedian, one of the things, or you hear any, sorry, I don't talk to many comedians, but are you listening to comedians <laughs> talk on any yes. podcast or you listen to like Mark Marin talk on his podcast and they talk a lot about writing and wording things certain ways. Like there's, you could say a joke one way and it's not funny, but if you reword it to, to sound a little bit different, it's funnier that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I watch. Uh, do you watch uh, comedians get in cars getting coffee or something like that? I've seen the most of them. Where yeah. Jerry Seinfeld will talk. He talks about like I, think, I forget who he's talking to, but he's like they say like, well, it would be funny if you said it like this, right? You know, it's like it's the same joke. You just say same it joke. differently. Just you say it differently, or like or how you say it, or you switch a word around. You're right. But yeah. it's, for some reason, this, it's better. And the science of that to me is fascinating. And I think Mulaney nails that. And like you said, it has to do with him being a writer. Yeah, yeah, you can you can definitely tell that he is, but mm-hmm. he's good. So I, I so I ended up going with New in Town there. So we got uh, Mulaney coming in at number four. And number three, uh, this is my pick. Um, 
and this is available on Netflix right now if you guys want to watch it. Um, it is Richard Pryor live in concert, which was recorded, I believe, in like 1979. So this is before either of us were mm. born. Right. Um, but again, uh, my father being a big comedy fan, sitting me down and like having me watch this, I, I don't really remember laughing as hard um, at things I didn't understand because – Richard Pryor's using, you know, he's MFing people and using the N-word liberally, and this is the first time I'd heard any of that stuff. But watching him do it, um, watching this special, you understand when he does, like, you know, his white guy voice and, like, all that stuff. Like, the physicality of the comedy of Richard Pryor is amazing to watch. And I would say, with the next two people we're going to bring up, um, you could say that, like, you know, one person could be like the Michael Jordan of stand-up comedy. Richard Pryor is like the Wilt Chamberlain, like Dr. J, like the best. Oh yeah, com- going the, like Bill Russell, the like best going comedian, all the way back. Yeah, yeah. the best comedian yeah. you've ever seen would be nothing without Richard Pryor. Right. I was gonna, like, that's why like Carlin and Pryor, like the two of them, like without those guys, you know, maybe somebody else would have picked it up, but it might have been years down the road. Like oh, yeah. it was like those guys that got things started. And, like, yeah, a lot of comedians. And, like, you know, shockingly, Chris Rock is not on our list. We're going to do honorable mentions coming up. But Chris Rock is great. Bring yes. the pain. Bring I the love pain Bring is, the Pain. Is, one, is, is a top ten comedy special It is in another it, list. It should be. It, should, it be. should be on the list. It's not. We didn't have room for it. But Chris Rock is hilarious. And there's a lot of Richard Pryor there, certainly, with, with, uh, with Chris Rock stuff. Mm-hmm. He's good. And I, you know... We easily could have made a list, you know, like since 2000 and like, you know, it would have eliminated Pryor, would have eliminated Carlin, but it's good to include those guys. I mean, they're just obviously legends. That's where, I mean, it goes back to those guys. And there's another guy, which we'll get to. We'll get to. In honorable mentions. Um, Anything else to number three before we get to number Uh, two? No, I mean, if you want to see the birth of stand-up as you know it, like if you want to see like, and go into, I would say, like I said, um, this special is on Netflix right now. Um, and I would say go and watch it with a, as a clean slate, knowing that, like, it might not be, like, have that edge now, but back then it absolutely did. Yeah, good point. You know, so I... Um, I do think there's a little bit, like, for me personally, like, I, I respect, like, the influence that he had on everybody else, yeah. but it's almost similar to like Caddyshack and Animal House and like movies like that, which I recognize are good, but they're not as funny to me as like the more, some of the modern stuff. Yeah. I mean, but like you, the the joke where he talks about how his father died, his father died at 57, uh, having sex with a girl who was 18 years old. And he says, so he came and went at the same time was, (laughs) that's an unbelievable joke. That would be at the time. It's the perfect joke, but now you'd be like, Oh, okay. Like you've heard that version of that joke time and time again, but he was the first one to told that joke. And that joke is killer. You know? So, I mean, if you, if you're a fan of comedy and you have not seen a Richard Pryor special, you kind of need to. I agree. There you go. Uh, number two was my number one could easily Mm -hmm. be number one. And that would be Dave Chappelle, Killing them softly. He's got a few good ones. This is his best one. This has got the the Oscar the Grouch stuff. Yep. He's got the you know the thing about Pepe Le Pew. He's mm-hmm. got like the the uh, 
about nine one one calls getting released. Yep. And it's like and it's him like, ah, like I shit on myself. I can't <laughs> stop crying. <laughs> like, did you say did you shit on yourself? No. Like it's, um, it's and I think this is hilarious. the one one of my favorite bits of his where he gets pulled over with his white friend who's yes. and they're both high. He's like, well, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Like that that I was didn't the- <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and how I feel about Chappelle and how I've always felt about Chappelle, and I've watched his more recent stand-up specials, which are great. Um, yeah, not not as good as this because uh, you could tell there was some ener- there was some youthful energy in killing them softly. Oh, this that is, he's kind of this lost. is incredible. Yeah, um, it's genius. Like I think his his comedy styling is and even on his show. Um, all of that stuff is close to genius. I agree. I love I love him, and yeah, you can definitely see. And it's funny. So some of the stuff that I'll like quote i don't remember if it's from his show and then some of it's actually from the stand-up and like they all kind of blend together because this is another one where i've seen the stand-up a bunch but then we also had it i think on on cd or somebody did either in college or in high school and we, we played the shit out of it there too so yeah. definitely i've heard it a whole bunch and it's, think it's awesome how many times you and i have seen every episode of Chappelle's show where right you know some of the stuff we reference like a whether it be on stream or on this or like from deleted scenes from things that never aired. Remember there was like that <laughs> right. second, yeah, like the thing Maximize Me where he does the supersize me, but he actually gets oh. skinnier. Like that was one of the funnier things I'd seen. Oh, she thinks she cute. I, I know I'm cute. Oh, I ain't <laughs> mad at you. Like, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> like, oh. But just like super, super funny guy. Um, the best. Went a little crazy. I'm glad he's doing stuff again That's too because he took a long hiatus. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, sure and, but he's back. I mean, he's back. He's he's he doing is. well. I, I like. I really did like his um, his comedy specials. So yeah, his new stuff was pretty new good. Stuff, yeah, yeah. All right, Ryan. Before we get to number one, yeah. let's toss out some honorable mentions. Ones that made our individual lists or just missed our individual lists that did not make it into our combined top ten. Uh, you had some more old older school ones. Yeah. So the first one again. This is a controversial one. But if you if you take Current events out, as I said before, um, Bill yeah. Cosby himself, um, that whole comedy special <laughs> is, again, it's genius. Um, well, he, he's I mean, O.J. Simpson's still in the Hall of Fame. O.J. So. Simpson's still in the Hall of Fame. You know, uh, we're still not recognizes Pete Rose's records and his accomplishments, but somehow <laughs> Bill Cosby himself, so many good bits in that. Um, and uh, it's stand-up comedy, but he's sitting in a chair the whole time. So that's that's interesting. Um, <laughs> well, there's a joke right there. Right but one of the, the one of the one I think as a child, the because it was completely clean, so I was allowed to watch it. Um, the hardest I've laughed um, as a kid was watching yeah. this comedy special. Mm-hmm. Hard to think about it now because you probably went home and raped someone. Yeah, because yeah. he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Kind of bringing us down here, Ryan. I will uh, give you a couple of my honorable mentions. Uh, Dave Attell. I love Dave Attell. Yes. I, I loved his show, Insomniac. His best special is probably Skanks for the Memories. He has a few <laughs> other ones. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> maybe the best name for a uh, – actually, he had a few other pretty graphic names in there too. Something about what, – what was this? It's like your mouth's not pregnant. Something <laughs> aggressive. This is super aggressive. But he's but so like – Dave the, Attell's yeah, – Yeah, he's like a comedian's comedian. You know, everybody that, loves a tell. They Attell. all love they everybody like Colin Quinn. Like they all love Quinn. They all love Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. 
I also like Jim Norton. I mean, you can sort of pick one of his one of his specials. Even some of his more recent stuff is pretty good. Uh, what was that? He had one. Uh, Monster Rain is my favorite Jim Norton. Um, yep. Good. Okay. That's one of yeah, my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Uh, so my next one, my next honorable mention. I'm gonna pull a. I, I'm throwing a curveball at you. I switched one without. I pulled the sneaky. Um, it was gonna be Andrew Dice Clay, uh, the Dice Man cometh. But I'm gonna go with Sam Kinison breaking all the rules. Uh, sure. Sam Kinison, another another pick of the pod. Uh, a guy I didn't really understand. <laughs> I thought he just like yelled a lot, like he was just like an angrier Bobcat Goldthwait. But um, <laughs> he definitely yelled. But just a super super funny guy, um, and uh, great special. So I'll just leave I'll leave that one at, the, at that because I know we're we're pressed for time here. We sort of mentioned Chris Rock, so Chris Rock definitely again oh, should have been yeah. on the top ten. I mean, Chris Rock for sure. Bring the pains, our favorite. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I like, I saw him when he was touring with Dane Cook was Gary Goldman, another Massachusetts guy. He his he's got a few specials. Uh, no can defend. No can defend was one of his uh, mm. in there in the middle. I think so. Gary Goldman, I liked and a lot. He was, so. so remember Dane Cook did that show. I think it was on like HBO or something where they did like the tour. Yeah, it was a torgasm. It was a torgasm. That was right. And Gary Goldman was on that. And I remember thinking watching that whole series that Gary Goldman was the funniest comedian on that tour. He was. He had the best stuff. He, he's yeah. He, didn't like at one point he like left. Like he like he's like I'm not doing this. I think like, he did. Yeah. He was all yeah. He was also on Last Comic Standing. He was on two of the seasons of Last Comic Standing. Oh wow! I think he played football at BC. He's like yeah, but anyway. Anyway, uh, number one, Ryan. Number one, take it away. And really, you could go with one or two specials. One or two specials, but two I want to mention too. One I really like, uh, Mike Birbiglia. Um, thank oh, God yeah. for jokes and and my girlfriend's boyfriend, both on Netflix. Uh, he's an incredible storyteller comedian i love how he tells like an entire story it's one it's basically like a one-man show and the last one i want to mention is no cure for cancer dennis leary another boston guy uh, a cd i went to a catholic junior high school and a cd that was taken from me by oh boy. and thrown in the trash by the principal of said junior high school uh for listening to it um and i thought dennis leary was the funniest guy in the world that's where he did the asshole song on that thing it's a good song. It's a oh, good song. another guy like Dane Cook who has been accused of stealing bits. Whatever, whatever. But Dennis Leary is so hilarious. It. All right, so <laughs> number one with a bullet, and again, you could go either one of these comedy specials: Eddie Murphy, Raw, or Delirious. I prefer Raw. I think I might like Delirious more, but it, again, it's a t- it's a flip of a coin. So Delirious was like super funny and a great special, and Raw was like, okay, we're gonna have to take this to like the next level. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, saw this way too young, didn't get half the jokes, but loved every minute of it. And you could say, so what we were saying before is like, if Richard Pryor is like the Bill Russell, Dr. J, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. No, you're confusing him. Dr. J, Dr. J is not nearly old enough. You've got to think like Bill okay. Russell. So Bill Russell, like Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson. If, they, if Richard Pryor is that, then Eddie Murphy is like the Michael Jordan of stand-up comedy. Um, yeah. Murphy's Jordan, then Chappelle's like LeBron. Yeah, exactly. Um, but arguably the best stand-up comedian to ever live, I would say, is Eddie is Eddie Murphy. And it's just a shame that and someone said like he was going to try to do stand-up again, which I would yeah I would absolutely uh, go see. Absolutely. I would see it for sure. Yeah, that's a weird one because those are two of the best specials of all time, and then. He did make some good movies. He did. And then it was, okay, a lot of kid movies. So, I mean, he's smart. Movies. He's got a ton of money. Oh, he's got a ton of money. But for a guy that's that funny. And, like, you wonder, like, you take the foot off the gas a little bit and you kind of, you know, wanted to be in movies and did a really good job. I mean, you think of, like, The Nutty Professor is hilarious. 
Um, the Clumps, not so much. But like 48 Hours, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, movies oh, yeah. like that. I mean, uh, what is the other movies? Uh, Trading Coming Places. Coming to America. Coming to say? America. Yeah. You know, those movies are hilarious. Uh, the Golden Child, which is one of my favorites. It's a terrible movie, but I love The Golden Child. It would have been great. He was supposed to be in Ghostbusters, which really would have been perfect. Yeah, and wasn't like Belushi and like John Candy supposed to be in that too? It was like a Maybe. whole thing. Maybe. Murphy definitely was. Murphy and definitely just, was. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because I think it was, actually it might have been Jay Moore talking about how he got a chance to meet Eddie Murphy and he obviously loves Eddie Murphy because he's another stand-up and he was like, was talking to him about some of his like part of his act and he was like it was weird because he was like he was like trying to almost like explain to eddie like he like loved his joke he's like i mean he's like you, you had this one joke about like the one where like his dog doesn't listen to his dad right yeah. like it doesn't listen to his dad and like doesn't doesn't pay attention to him but like the whole idea of the joke is like the dog does know his name and like perfect like uh, like and therefore is not listening to the owner like knowingly <laughs> and so he was saying that to eddie but eddie was like oh yeah that's right and i did a, i did a bad it, job explaining it. the story but it was basically like eddie was so smart but either he lost it or like i don't know i don't know what happened with him like it's just yeah. money it's just it's hard to explain money man it must have been you know it must have been and like you know listening to one of my favorite parts of Chappelle, obviously is listening to the stories about like eddie murphy with charlie murphy yeah um yeah and just how famous he was in like the eighties, super um, famous, so the biggest yeah. thing in the world. Um, and I would say, you know, stand-up comedians being superstars—that's due to Eddie Murphy. Well, think about it. He was the best guy on SNL when he was like twenty yeah. or whatever it was. Was he younger than that? Maybe he was nineteen. Like he was insanely young. And he was there was that one year where he was the cast. He was in like every skit. He, oh, was, he was incredible. Yeah, that's the one where they like shit canned the show like halfway through the season, but kept him. They were like, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. Like we, but like the next him season, like they canceled like yeah. him in a lane, like Charles rocket and like all those like lamos. Um, and like Tim Kaczynski, remember the guy from sweet Chuck from police Academy? Oh, like he was on it. Of course. Of course. Of course. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Do you No. sweet Chuck, sweet Chuck, the little nerdy guy from police Academy. You talk about Joe Piscopo. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so sure Eddie not. Murphy raw, Eddie Murphy delirious. He's wearing his leather suits. Um, oh, they look so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. He's got like those little like black leather gloves on, which you can tell on. he like, is what just are you doing? he is just sweating his ass off, but like killing it, like killing it. And I bet if you asked any comedian like who's the best comedian ever, they'd be like Eddie Murphy. Probably Murphy, they would say, yeah, or like probably. Richard Pryor or George, like, be like Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor are the two best comedians. Yeah, ever. those would have to be the two yeah. for sure. But hey. All right, so there you go. There's our list. Top 10 stand-up specials. Galifianakis, Live at the Purple Onion, Bill Burr, Let It Go. Uh, number nine, Louis C.K., Shameless. Number eight, Patrice O'Neill, Elephant in the Room. Number seven, George Carlin at USC. Number six, Dane Cook, Retaliation. Number five, The Original Kings of Comedy. Number four, John Mulaney, New in Town. Number three, Richard Pryor, Live in Concert. Number two, Dave Chappelle, Killing Them Softly. And number one, Eddie Murphy, Really raw or delirious. Take Doesn't your pick. Matter. Pick, pick, pick your poison. Take your pick. They're both the best. Anything else on any of those guys? No, just awesome stuff. Okay. All right. Ryan, pick of the podcast. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal. I'll receive. And I brought this up um, earlier, but I didn't even know this was on Netflix, but please watch Richard Pryor live in concert. That's my pick of the pod mm. uh, for this one. one. I know, yeah. It's on Netflix. You can find it. Easily accessible. Watch it. 
Yeah, so when I was going back and trying to like put our list together and I wanted to rewatch them, between Netflix and YouTube, you can really track down a lot of these. Oh, yeah. You know, and even, even YouTube, some of them, they may not have the full special, but you'll at least be able to get chunks of it, and it's worth it if you just want to see some of these guys. And once um, everybody has yeah. their own streaming service, this yeah. is going to be Netflix's, like, bread and butter. Like, they, oh, yeah. they do this better than anybody right now. Even HBO, who was, like, any comedy special on HBO was, like, the biggest thing you could do as a comedian, but now mm-hmm. it's Netflix. Oh, Netflix far, definitely is, uh, is Netflix. Uh, my pick of the podcast, I'm telling you, Ryan, I am balls deep into Fables. Yeah, right. Love, love Fables. I'm on uh, volume six. It's nice, right? And, and count. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's a, you know, I, I like finding out who people are. Well, that's what's funny, too. And I've been like, I've had like my phone with me while I'm doing it. And like some of them are obviously very obvious. Yeah. Like, oh, here's Beauty and the Beast. Or but then there's like other big, ones where you're big like. Big B-Wolf. Like big B, well, big bad. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I got it. But then some of the other ones are like, oh, oh. And you're like, that's an old, like, you're really going back yeah, in the old tales. So and that's pretty good. Basically, what it is is that show, Once Upon a Time, but like way better. Yeah, so I never watched it. I probably would have liked it. I did watch the show Grimm. Yeah. And that's sort of, you know, some overlap there. And actually, that's a good answer. Last week when they were asking, what's a bad show that you watched? Grimm. That show's probably not great, but I watched every goddamn episode of Grimm. Of Grimm. Yeah. Uh, fringe for me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it. You can uh, rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes, the hashtag dork. We appreciate all of the ratings and reviews. It's very kind of you. You can follow us on Twitter at dorkpodcast, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. You can email us anytime you want, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Dave, you're on the Twitch. I am on the Twitch. We're on the Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, we get some big things popping. November is still going. We have a lot of, um, a lot of things going on with, with that. So it is giving Tuesday today, not to date this. I always date it. Um, yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to listen to it on Tuesday by the time it's up. Uh, one of the great things that's going on with Twitch right now is a friend of the podcast who has, he and I have been emailing back and forth this kid who's an unbelievable graphic designer and web designer. If you guys are in the market for all this stuff, this guy named Andy Bourne, um, he is, uh, reach out to me if you guys need anything I'll point you in his direction. He is creating a logo and trying to help me brand this Twitch thing. So some of the logos he's come up with for me are insane and they're so good. And I can't wait to, we finish them up and I get to show you guys. They'll be all over the Twitch page, all over. But Andy Bourne, if you guys need his contact information, let me know. Very nice, Ryan. Another perfect episode. Hashtag, it's the hashtag, hashtag dork. dork.